Hello, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show it's going to be more of a, a science kind of show. We have uh, an amazing uh, person, Mr. Mark Walden with me. Hello Mark, how are you? Hi. <laughs> now uh, Mark, you are a neuroscientist? I am a neuroscience researcher and I work uh, in collaboration with a neuroscience team that includes uh, Andy Newberg at, uh, at Jefferson University and I was an associate fellow at the Center for Spirituality and the Mind at the University of Pennsylvania and I'm executive MBA faculty at Loyola Marymount University. Wonderful. <laughs> now I actually have met Mark before. Um, Mark ha was doing a lot of work with uh, John Asraf and as we know John does a lot of work into the science of the mind um, and I love the fact that Mark has is not just working you know with John but also working with executives um, and helping uh, teach them how to um, effectively and very quickly um, get the most out of our brains or get the most out of our minds um, to de-stress and to, to get you know peak performance um, and uh, you know for most of our Miami of his community we know that uh, we've been doing some brain mapping with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin when it comes to watching a mind movie and visualizing um, well Mark has also done a whole lot of work in that respect as well especially with brain mapping so uh, why don't we start a little bit about some of the exciting um, projects and things that you have been working on Mark and some of the discoveries that you've been making well my work with Andy Newberg began about 10 years ago and Andy had just done some very deep we use spec scans this is much deeper than an EEG reading we looked very deeply into most of the regions of the brain and we were looking at what happens for example when a Buddhist monk is focusing on pure consciousness and then there was another study where we looked at Franciscan nuns when they're trying to feel connected to God what's going on in their brain and what was amazing in that study is that almost exactly the same thing goes on so it doesn't matter whether you're a Buddhist, an atheist a fundamentalist, a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim. When you engage in positive contemplative meditation, extraordinary changes take place in your brain from the moment that you begin. And when you get to the point of about 40 or 50 minutes into some of these meditations, we see such a remarkable shift of activity in the brain that your sense of self begins to dissolve and in these moments you will get those aha experiences that lead to basically neurological enlightenment which is the theme of our next book that will come out next year. Excellent. So we're talking about uh, when we're in meditative state our brain going into different brain waves like theta and gamma and things like that? Well actually that is, that is a technique and a strategy that's been abandoned by the neuroscience community brainwave activity was the first way by putting little sensors on different parts of your brain to see what was going on but this part of your brain generates alpha then this part's doing beta this part's doing theta and there's about another 50 different types of brain things going on each time and they change all the time so nobody's really been able to make much sense out of these EEG readings and everybody has a different formula and hoping to find something but with fMRI we can, you know, that huge donut that you lie in and it goes bang, 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 bang. We can actually watch moment to moment what happens when you engage in a particular task. If we want to do a contemplative meditation, we use a different type of technology where we put an IV tube in your arm, put a little bit of radioactive dye in it, and whatever state of consciousness that you're in, that dye will break down in that part of your brain 
you would walk down the aisle, lie down in this camera that circulates around your head, and we can see what's happening. And amazing things can happen, for example. So when people engage in deep forms of relaxation and specific forms of self-reflective exercises, and you simply sit there and you watch your thoughts and feelings moving through your mind without judging them, they just come and go, what happens is that you learn how to disconnect from the negative thoughts and feelings that we often think are real. And it turns out that nearly 90% of all of our negative memories or negative thoughts and feelings are nothing more than memories pulled from the past and projected onto the present moment and future. They are not real. Now, so we were the first individuals to really show how this whole wide range of spiritual practices, including affirmation practices, for example, will light up your frontal lobes and actually increase your consciousness, your ability to concentrate, your ability to become more creative and imaginative, and at the same time, to reduce the stress levels in key parts of your brain. In fact, with some of the people that we've studied, after a long period of time, you can actually see that the amygdala begins to shrink, and that's the part of your brain that generates anxiety, fear, and worry. However, all of these mindfulness practices, most people will say, you have to meditate for 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes. Our brain scan study showed that 12 minutes a day is all that you need, but even then, if you try to bring this into the business community, which is what I do with our executive MBA students, nobody is going to take 12 minutes of, out of the day out to sit there and relax and yawn and stretch and watch your thoughts. So my challenge for the past five years was can I come up with ways that will lower stress, increase work productivity, increase the release of dopamine, the pleasure chemicals in your brain so that it actually stimulates you to become more motivated in your work in 60 seconds or less. And so far we've come up with about somewhere between 40 to 60 very simple techniques. And these are the things that a busy executive can do. They download a mindfulness clock onto their computer and they let it ring three times. And so 20 minutes you'll hear the sound of this bell. And all we ask people to do is oh, yawn a couple of times, very slowly stretch. Most people will move their head like this. That's way too fast. If you move your head this slowly or you lift your arm this slowly, the amount of awareness that pours into your conscious very limited forms of memory here in your dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, try to say that three times, that's what makes you aware of physical tension. Just that very slow movement will release the tension in your body. The yawning is the fastest way to slow down the metabolism in worrisome frontal lobes. It's very interesting. Your right prefrontal cortex tends to generate negative thoughts and feelings all day long your left prefrontal cortex generates optimism, effective decision-making, but consciously you can only focus on one side or the other. And so these strategies teach you, and we can put you in a brain scan machine and actually show that activity will go down on this side of the brain, increase in this side of the brain, 
we can give you tests. You'll, I mean, basically, like we ask our executive MBA students, just reflect on your deepest innermost value for 30 seconds once an hour for six years in a row. We then ask them, well, what was the effect after doing that for 10 days? Their stress levels at work went down to almost zero. They could work longer. They became more productive, as one of the people in our class said, who was a military advisor. At first, he said, you know, what was the, your first experience in being asked to yawn and stretch and focus in on a deep value? He said, what kind of BS is this? And I don't think he was referring to brain science. And by the fourth day, he said, my God, this exercise has to be taught to MBA students throughout America. And we actually have taken it throughout the world to universities, and our studies were published in the Journal of Executive Education. So yes, it only takes 60 seconds, once an hour, throughout the day to do something pleasurable, even like stroking your hands and your arms will turn off the negative emotional centers in your brain. And if if you have trauma from the past, this form of self-nurturing turns out to be one of the most effective ways to relax and actually restructure old traumatic memories. That's the type of work we do, and all of these exercises I built into NeuroWisdom 101, which is just the sum total of those 60-second ways to change your brain. I know. Isn't it amazing how very simple things like that that we can incorporate into our daily routine can make such a massive difference. You know, yeah. I actually I do meditate. I love to meditate, um, uh, but I am I'm I'm in an amazing com a situation where I work from home. Um, I live on my own, so I can actually easily just go up into the into the living room and step away from my workstation and do a little meditation. And I find it so important for me. I, I don't particularly get stressed that often, but especially if I'm creating something new. I often feel like I need to I need to get my ego self out of the way and my conscious self out of the way so that I can tap into that higher creative and, and be the conduit for what comes through. So you're saying that even with these little simple like, you know, two to three minute little exercises, we can um, create the same result? Absolutely. I just finished taking thirty five thousand studies conducted over the since 1870 and about 3,000 studies in the last five years on the neuroscience of consciousness and awareness. And we can put them into basically six categories. You have your instinctual awareness where your emotional reactiveness is. You have your habitual forms of behavior. Then you have the everyday consciousness that you and I are engaged in right now. But it's the next level of creative awareness. If you and I just sat back right now, if we were to close our eyes and yawn and stretch and do anything very quickly to go into this deep sense of relaxation, what happens is that our frontal lobes begin to become more and more active and we go into a default mechanism of the brain. And they didn't realize this until about five years ago. When you are doing nothing, when you are relaxing, your mind starts to wander and daydream. And it turns out that to consciously daydream and to watch yourself as you consciously daydream is the fastest way to learn anything new, develop a new habit. So we're introducing conscious daydreaming as an activity that you should do for 60 seconds once an hour. That is one of the most incredibly important and overlooked aspects of how the brain forms new memories and thoughts and 
reconsolidation and interaction with each other. I know. And you know what you're also doing? You're ex scientifically explaining why spiritual practices, um, how they work and why we should be incorporating them in our day as well. Right. And like, for example, here's a particular neuroscientific fact. Our human mind, for example, if I was to ask you, I'd like you to repeat a single sentence of anything I've said so far. Can you do so? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember anything that I actually have said? No, no. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I know what you've been saying, but to, to, to recite something verbatim, I would find difficult to do. So here's a technique we discovered. We found out in our research that the human consciousness can only hold about 10 words in conscious memory at one time. So we asked people to hold up their hands. You can remember what I am saying. Try it now. You can remember what I am saying. Try it now. Perfect. A hundred percent. When you use more than 10 words, and most people will speak for about two minutes before they be quiet and let the other person respond. The other person is only going to remember one twentieth of what you said. And I don't know about you, but I guarantee you if you ask your spouse, she's going to tell you it was the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You never listened to me. <laughs> we all talk too much. We think we have to give all of these words to explain. So this is a neuro-wisdom technique, and this is also what we teach. It's called compassionate communication, what we teach to our executives. You sit here and you speak to each other, and the other person then responds, and in three or four minutes, you end up having some of the most profoundly intimate conversations. You end up resolving conflicts before they begin, and when the conflict comes up, where you have a business problem or solution, you can actually work out an entire game plan in 20 minutes that normally would take you two hours to do. And so we teach this to attorneys and mediators and everything else. All you have to use is your finger and not the middle one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Marvel, we have run out of time today, but um, how can someone you know, find out, how can they work with you? How can they find out about this information and learn these techniques? What I would suggest is that you go to www.markrobertwaldman.com and if you go to my webpage, first of all, I'd like to offer you, anyone who wants to go there, a free ebook called, uh, that's called the you know, 10 Mind-Blowing Discoveries About the Human Brain. There are some of the most amazing things that Andy Newberg and I have discovered in our research. For example, everything we see is not real. Our mind is completely creating these inner realities, and we can use that to become more motivated, to literally manifest our dreams once we understand how these simple mechanisms work. And on that website, you can also click through to the NeuroWisdom program, or you can go directly to neurowisdom.com, uh, but it's all on my webpage, and there you'll find information about what that particular program is, because I found, I do what's called neurocoaching, and I find that individuals who use the neurowisdom program, which includes all of the key elements from mindfulness training, our meditation research, positive psychology, and some of the core key elements that you find in cognitive behavioral therapy, these are the simplest techniques that have the most rapid effect 
in your brain that will change your brain in ways that improve empathy, cooperation, keeps you grounded. When a negative thought or feeling comes in, you can literally override it with a positive feeling. You can even reflect on a memory of something wonderful in the past and it creates this Mona Lisa smile which triggers neurological trust in the other person's brain. That's what neuroism is filled with. It's just the sum total of the last 10 years of my research. <laughs> All in one little program. It's awesome. Well, thanks again, Mark, for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for having me. Perfect. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video. Get the word out about Mark's amazing work that he's doing. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, also, make sure that you download the app so you can watch the shows on the go. And make sure that you leave your email in the box on this page because I would love to send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's valued at $87 and I would love to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.